Welcome to the Melton Forge Works podcast. I'm going to take you along on my day-to-day adventures in bladesmithing and blacksmithing. I'll be talking about the people involved in the craft and the tools and the methods that go along with it. So thanks for listening. So it's around 10 o'clock um, on Sunday after the uh, tire hammer build. And I'm sure some of you might be getting tired of hearing about tire hammers, but uh, I wanted to say just a few more things um, while it's still fresh in my mind um, about some of the biggest questions that I've been getting. I, I've, I've had a bunch of questions uh, on Facebook and Instagram um, about the tire hammer build. And, and so I threw a, a video out on Instagram uh, kind of quickly just to maybe head off some of those questions. Um, but I also wanted to talk about um, what what I learned from the class and um, and what it takes to put one on, you know, and, uh, and what I think made this one so successful. So um, this is going to be episode five. So if, uh, if those topics appeal to you, stick around. Thanks. All right, so it's uh, five o'clock on Monday. I'm on the way home from work. I've had a little time to think about what I've learned or what I learned from the uh, Tire Hammer Build Workshop and um, what I think made it really successful. So um, I was gonna talk about that a little bit on the way home. Uh, I also took a little time today and wrote up a frequently asked question. So. Um, you can check that out on my Facebook pages, Melton Forge Works, or my personal page. You can also find it over on Instagram. There's a shortened version of the frequently asked questions over there. But um, while I was working on that, um, you know, or today, I had time to think about what I learned uh, during the tire hammer workshop and. Um, uh, what I think made it a successful workshop, and so I was going to talk about those a little bit. Um, I think the one of the things that I learned from the workshop was that for me personally, with with my uh, patience and skill set, I have to say that I'm glad I didn't try to make a tire hammer on my own. And you know, I I kind of hesitate to say that. Um, because the plans are so great, they're very thorough, and I believe that that most people, uh, if they put their mind to it, can build a a, power, a good power hammer from those plans. But after seeing um, the actual build process and go through it, you know, I'm just really thankful I didn't try to do that on my own because um, the equipment required to weld things up properly you know I have a fairly small welder and so I would have had to have gotten help with the welding on that and there's a significant amount of good welding that has to be done um, the sheer volume of heavy material that has to be picked up and moved around um, is pretty daunting if you don't have a good shop crane and, um, and just the time commitment to do it. I know we did a record amount, or not a record amount, we did a big amount of tire hammers in three days, but we did so because we had a lot of help, a lot of expertise, and a lot of manpower in a concentrated area. And um, I just don't know that I would have had the patience to knock one out 
um, on my own. So um, that that's one thing I learned from the from the process. the The other thing that I learned was just uh, how great these machines are. You know, I uh, I used to underestimate the tire hammer before I'd ever run one. And I think I mentioned it in a previous episode that I first ran tire hammers um, at Clay Spencer's shop. And so obviously the tire hammers in his shop are well-built, tuned machines. And I was really impressed. And again, this weekend, after seeing these machines, um, especially the ones we made this weekend, they are just top-notch and they run great. They're they're easy to tune and maintain, and I understand how to do that now. So um, that's something else that I really came away with a really good appreciation for was that just how great a machine, a well-built tire hammer really is. Um, and so uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was what I think made this a successful build. And uh, this might sound, uh, kind of corny but I think one of the one of the things that really made it successful was the formation of a Facebook group uh, that was centered around this particular build workshop and so um, months ago uh, a, a Facebook group was put together to gauge interest and to coordinate um, what was needed for this build and so um, over time as students started sending in uh, money and committing to the build you know the the community shrank down to just those people who were who were actually going to be at the build and and eventually they um, I think they had to remove people from the Facebook group that were not actually coming to the build because uh, the plans were being distributed uh, to those members, and the plans cost thirty dollars uh, because you know Clay has done a, a tremendous amount of work developing and perfecting those plans, and um, and so and and we also needed to just declutter the group to make sure that we were only talking about things that were you know applicable to the upcoming build. Um, but but in that process. You know that small community uh, came together uh, with the common goal of attending the workshop, and so we were able to talk amongst each other and ask questions and uh, learn about each other's strengths and weaknesses when it comes to fabrication. Uh, learn about uh, specific tools or or things that we might bring to help the workshop to be more successful. Um, and just learn uh, from the experts what was going to be expected from us, and and uh, and so that I don't want to underestimate the the importance of that Facebook group to the success of the build. I think it was really important, and um, it's still obviously open, and it's still going on. And of course, we've been talking and discussing the build uh, afterwards, and you know, posting pictures and. It's been fun watching the other guys uh, get their hammers to the house and seeing uh, pictures of them actually up and running and pictures of them being unloaded. Uh, and so it, it's been pretty neat. And uh, that's kind of a unique thing uh, now with social media and Facebook and being able to see, you know, the, uh, the class kind of keep going. 
Yeah, a little bit. And so that's that's really neat. And uh, I think that's just one thing that made it really successful. Um, obviously, uh, one of the other big factors that made it uh, hugely successful was the people that hosted it and uh, did the preparation work to get it going. And uh, big shout out to John Perilou at the Chapapila Crafts Center in Robert, Louisiana. Um, I just see a really bright future for not only blacksmithing education down there, but um, other crafts uh, as well. Uh, I think it's just going to be a really great place to go and learn. And uh, if if the success of this weekend is any indication to how they are going to do as a uh, as a place to go and learn, I, I think it's just uh, a really good indication of a bright future for them. Uh, the place was uh, comfortable, it was well equipped, and it was uh, well suited for this kind of a build. So obviously that, that was a, a success factor. Um, and then thirdly, the preparation done by uh, Curtis and Samuel Herman in Oklahoma. The fact that they um, have done this several times before and this was not their first rodeo, you know, they, they have learned from other build workshops, uh, things that work and things that don't. And, uh, and so uh, we benefited uh, because of that. And uh, the fact that they were able to cut material and uh, uh, get all the material prepared uh, for a successful build, that was really, really uh, important. And so uh, that was another factor that made this a really, really big successful workshop. about the tire hammer build I'm sure I'll probably talk about it a little bit more um, if you're if you're tired of that you know you can tune me out um, but um, if you have other questions that I didn't answer in the frequently asked questions just hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and I'll do my best to answer um, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode um, I'll see you next time Well, that's going to wrap up episode five. Um, I really hope to add a little bit more audio to this. Uh, I was hoping to unload the hammer tonight, but I just I just ran out of gas. Um, I'd also like to say uh, that I know I had a few audio issues in the first couple of episodes and a little bit um, in the latter part of this episode. I'm still trying to figure out uh, the best way to record this on the go, so uh, bear with me as I figure that out. Um, Thanks for all the comments on the podcast. Uh, it really means a lot. Um, thanks. See you next time.